And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 107 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Guys, not doing this in the same room is weird. It's so weird. It's so <laughs> weird. Yeah, it is. I'm running multiple monitors. It's like I have on the two Matrix sets of headphones. I, I, I'm recording in my closet, so I don't echo. <laughs> yeah. Brian's living in R. Kelly's song. <laughs> Which no one should have to do. No. No. All right. Well, Sorry, um, so we know this episode is late already because we're recording it after we normally release. So sorry, everyone at home. Yeah. Um, it was a weekend. I was sick. It was Mother's Day. People had work. People had lives. People May had is work just... parties. Life happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. Life found a way. <laughs> Life will find a way. Yeah. Uh, May's just this way for us. May's gonna stay weird for us. We don't have Jin next week. Nope. And then the week after that should be the audio from our Momocon live show. Heck yeah. And then yeah, in June, in June so we will be as close to normal as we are. Ever. Which is to say, on a regular schedule again. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. Uh, I'm also not gonna ask how anyone's week was, because... It just started. Yes. It's Monday. Oh, right. <laughs> Ugh, Monday. Garfield, am I right? Eh. 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 Okay, well. Uh, what did I say we were starting with? Venom. Venom number one. You yeah. did say that. Yeah, so this Jin. is... This is the new... <laughs> it's really weird. We can't get any, like, visual cues from one another. <laughs> so we're like, ooh, when, when do I talk? When Do you talk? When do I talk? Even even with Hangouts, like, swapping the video around to whoever's talking most recently, I'm getting the audio before the video changes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's happening. How the sausage is made. <laughs> so this, Venom, though, yeah. Yeah, this is the new Venom from Donny Cates. Um, and it's pretty damn great, okay? It's pretty damn great. So it, it's going to deal a lot with, uh, well, no, in this first issue, it dealt a lot with Venom... Having some nightmares? Not Eddie. Venom itself. Not Eddie. Right. Venom. Yeah. yeah, the symbiote is having nightmares. Um, and somebody tracks Eddie down to try and help with that. Well, is he really trying to help? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we're not sure yet. I read it as, we're not really sure yet. Yeah. Okay, I do have one question, though. So, that first page right after the title page, where it's got the big Venom swinging. Is that not the most McFarlane-looking oh, picture? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was checking to see which way he packed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, sometimes you can tell McFarlane stuff. Usually. 
<laughs> but but that it, but it works with Venom. Like Venom's one of those characters you can do that with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the packing, the, the over <laughs> yeah, muscle. Right. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't mean that. <laughs> I was hoping you did. <laughs> oh. It's funnier that way. Wow, we learned something new about Alex mm-hmm. tonight. That <laughs> I enjoy laughing at Venom boners. That just sounds so awful. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing there. So, um, <laughs> there's something definitely going wrong with, uh, with this symbiote right now. Because there's a couple of times that he, like, more than just has the nightmares, but, like, he, like, looks completely different and totally freaks out. Yeah. Like, covered in some sort of crazy glyph. Yeah, yeah, what was that symbol on his chest? Uh, it means hope. No, it does not. No, it, it, it does not hope. mean hope. It means it something means, other than hope. It means Bendis is coming? It, it might mean no hope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's not good. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we learn a lot of history. Like as far as I know, what we learn about this other guy who is possibly trying to help Eddie is something we never knew before. Is that That true for you guys as well? My understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll wait till we call spoilers to say what that is. But um, this is a very, very uh, lore-introducing book for Venom. I think. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard some places compare it to like what? Ah, uh, oh, damn it! Um, like what Morrison did for Animal Man, or that kind of that kind of thing, where it just takes the existing property but changes it in such a way where it can't go back. Right. I I can easily see that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Do we want to call spoilers on this? I think so. I don't think there's a whole lot more we can say other than good good book. Good 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 book. Yeah, and it's, I mean it's Donny Cates. What Yeah. What else do you need to say? Spoilers. Okay, spoilers. <laughs> you could say that. Spoilers. I like it. Um yeah, we learned that uh that Eddie is not the, uh, and even Peter before Eddie was not the first person human to be bonded with a symbiote. Yeah. That there was some sort of task, military task force uh, that operated by having people bonded with symbiotes. Even prior to uh, that same task force giving Flash the Venom symbiote. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that basically this guy lost his, the the guy that's helping him lost his symbiote, but the rest of the people are still alive, but their symbiotes have done the going crazy that Venom is starting to do. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, And that all, that all seems to be derived from like having all of these memories of of the people that he is bonded with. That's right? kind of how I took it too. Yeah. yeah. Because the the nightmare that he's having is like in like you know Norse Viking times. It's literally Beowulf. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> it, yeah. There you go. 
It's Beowulf. Um, I, yeah, I can't say enough. Like the the lore that he's introducing and the story that he's telling and and what he's setting up in this is just seems like it's going to be fantastic. Hell yeah, seems like it's going to be great. All right, how about Batman White Knight number eight, Brian? Oh yeah, this so this is number eight. Um, the I last one. That. I know. I'm <laughs> vamping for time while you pull up your book. Nope, I actually already have the book up. Thank you very Boom. much. Boom, he said. I'm just, I'm just refreshing like a whole little introduction about it. That uh, this is the book by uh, uh, Sean Murphy. That was it was conceived as an eight issue uh, single arc story. Um, this is the one about Jack Napier uh, kind of taking the place of Joker. Like him being cured and becoming Jack Napier again. Uh, we've talked about it a couple times on the show, but uh, this wraps everything up, and it is uh, it is a really really good story. Um, if you did, were not reading this month to month, then uh, I highly recommend picking up the trade for this when it's out. Yes, um, do it. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Like everything about this gets wrapped up. All the questions get answered. Um, and like, I've never cared so much about Harley and Jack in a book. Like, like it makes me want those two to be together, which, you know, (laughs) yeah, not in main continuity, just in this continuity. Yeah. Like they're pretty wonderful. Like Harley in this one, Harleen Quinzel in this one is fan she is so so good here but we've talked about this before like harley is always the best in other continuity yeah yeah that's fair yeah i think um, that's a conversation we usually have when amber's on yeah that that's probably true but yeah th- like there's some there's some things that happen that could never happen in the real continuity that like you almost wish could such as, do we want to call spoilers? Uh, yeah, let's do that right. now. So we're going to call spoilers. Spoilers! Um, like Batman realizing that he can't keep uh, defending the city the way he has without the trust of Gotham, and that the only way to do that is to let everybody know who he is. And he starts with Commissioner Gordon. Um, Which... We find out that... Everything that got set up, including all of the things that uh, Jack and Jack Napier and Joker did, were all set up by Arlene. I fucking called it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. She's the one that recorded the thing at the beginning. What? Well, it was even more than that, though. She set up. She's. I said this when the first chase. issue came yeah. out, though. Yeah, like the yeah. pills were her. She set up all of this. Set up all these balls in motion to. And we learn eventually to give Gotham the chance and Batman the chance to see the real Jack. Right. Yeah. Basically. Oh, she, she acts as a counselor between Batman and, and Jack Napier. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I, I can't, I can't recommend this enough though. This was a great story. And it not only feels like it, but I think they've even said that as long as Murphy has more stories to tell in this universe, this is just kind of his Batman universe now, and he'll keep going. Oh, that would be wonderful. He said, I, that, "I will definitely buy what whatever else he wants to do here." He said that he wants to spend some time with Renee Montoya in this in this timeline. 
that there were some beats even for her that got cut from this. Nice. All right, that's that's it for me. Cool. Uh, Jen, you're you didn't read this one. Never mind. Sorry, no. I was already on the next one. Justice League, no justice, number one, in which the Justice League fights some celestials. Yeah. <laughs> The Justice. So here's our. As far as I'm concerned, this is our first Marvel DC crossover. Yeah, for real. Because <laughs> I mean, as much as I want to say that, you had Convergence and Secret Wars going on at the same time with the exact same setup, and it never happened. So until it happens, I'm not calling it. But it's it's going. It, it has to eventually. Like even Tom Brevort, who is at Marvel, has started calling these characters celestials like that's what they are i mean yeah uh but we see the inciting event that was teased in the uh dc nation zero issue uh brainiac comes to earth and summarily wipes out every individual team because they are not optimized for combat um I'm sure at some point there's a montage that is not in the issue in which they all sing Let's Get Down to Business from Mulan. Or I'll Make a Man Out of You, rather, from Mulan. Um, the good song with the heteronormative title from Mulan. Um, and then we see that these four celestial ki- kind of cosmic forces are coming to weigh and devour planets based on whether they're mysterious or full of entropy or uh, mystical or have great smoky eyes, I think is the last one. Yeah, that was definitely it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. This planet's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, what what we didn't get from DC Nation that we do get here is that uh, in DC Nation, we found out that if they weren't able to save Kolu, that Earth was next. Yes. Right? Yeah, here we find out why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and we get kind of just the rules that this world operates by, we, or this, this story operates by. We didn't really have explanation of what was going on so much as just the simple fact of what was going on. Uh, True. I don't know, I dig it. We've got the next issue. This is another weekly book for four weeks, and then we go to the, the separate Justice League titles. titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I will say, like, I didn't feel very lost in this because I didn't read the DC Nation one shot or most of Metal. Yeah. Because I wanted to you save did. it for one big chunkin' mother fudger. Um, you, d- you didn't need to, yeah. Yeah. You actually, the way the DC Nation Zero was written, I actually think reading it first might have been more confusing than reading this first. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Ooh. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's almost like it takes place at the very end of this issue. Yeah, or maybe even a little ways into number two. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, but no, this is fun. And you're right, it doesn't need a lot of setup. You only need to know really one thing from the end of Metal for it to make sense. Uh, and that is, Which, spoilers, the source wall is yeah. cracked. Right. Yep. Which you should know, even if you're not reading this, even if you're not reading Dark Metal, like just for knowledge about the DC Universe in general, at this point, you, you should probably know the source wall is yep. cracked. Cracks in the foundation. Got to do something about it. One, one might say more than cracked. Well, that's true. Yeah. There's a big old hole and all the guard or all the green lanterns can't put it back together again. 
It's the Humpty Dumpty wall. Yes. That's right. Man, this is a weird episode. <laughs> uh, as, as weird as Brainiac changing on their clothes for them? Uh, that, that was really <laughs> fucking creepy. I liked... As, as Beast Boy points out, yes. Yeah. I liked Beast Boy and Harley Quinn waking up on cots next to each other. That was my favorite moment. My god. Well, I like the fact that Beast Boy wakes up as a bear. Yeah. Exactly. B-b-b-brainiac! B-b-b-bear! <laughs> well, she wakes up. She wakes up, like, still groggy, going, Fuzzy Wuzzy was <laughs> Yes. And uh, oh man, Damien. This is this is best Damien. It is very good Damien. Very, very good Damien. Yeah. I'd oh. punt that little motherfucker so hard though. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Damien and Lobo to get a good deal of screen oh, time together. That has to happen my. eventually, right? God. Watch Lobo be his fucking hero or something. Like even though he's so well, he's not even stupid, actually. Never mind. Yeah. They're on different teams though, aren't they? Probably. But hey, they're all on one team. They're just divided up into Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think they're on different rosters. Yeah, there's a... I, I gotta say, you know, I was super, super um skeptical is a great word for it. About the lineups that they announced. Yeah. And how they would justify get it just justify, justify uh the 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 villain specifically like Sinestro and Luther and Deathstroke being on these teams this is why they they explain why that is happens yeah. in yeah. this it's cuz it's really not about the justice league as we have known the justice league and their purpose for existing and that kind of thing like, these teams are being specifically put together to counter this one thing. Well, And Snyder has started talking in interviews about how everyone coming together in this will result in the first canonical formation of the Legion of Doom. Which is nice. part of what spins out of this. And the idea here is that Lex and the others who are in the Legion uh, who found it will see this as we'll see this whole event as this, this inciting idea that justice is this active thing that is working against nature. Doom, in a very traditional sense, is really just about embracing fate and going with what would happen if you don't mess with the course of nature. It's very high level. That's what Snyder said. Um, so it's... It also makes sense to bring them in and have them interact in this way because it's going to change their perspectives and what they're doing going forward mm -hmm. as villains. I love that whole page, uh, that whole page panel of the villain showing up. Though. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a really, really good panel. Yeah, I mean the art yes. in this is all good, good Francis Manipal and good, good hi-fi coloring. Mm -hmm. Yep. It is. I love it. Good. God, was that was that uh, was that the celestial that's attacking Kalu? Uh, I'm I'm gonna call him Celestial. That's like all I can think of to call him. Uh, Dark Titans, uh, they're called. I know, but right. Um, was that like one of the most Jack Kirby esque looking things? Oh yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was very. I Kirby. loved it. 
I loved it. Uh, very, very excited to keep reading this. Yep. Good. You know what? I'm excited to keep reading other than that. Domino. What's that? Yeah. Uh, Domino is a good, yes. good book about a good, good dog and its owner. That's right. Except the good, good dog was only there for a second. But it was a good, good second. It was a good, good second. It was so cute. And also Deadpool loves it. Deadpool does love the dog. Yeah. I think Deadpool loves more than the dog. But, well, you know. possible. It's possible. I want to know when this book takes place because you guys haven't been reading fucking Deadpool and it's killing me. I'm sorry. But some shit goes down and I want to know what, I want to know where he's at in this book. It, it, it does kind of crack me up that, uh, that Nina, like, is literally falling to her death and is saved by Spider-Man and is then sitting on a roof, like, and literally just her bra and panties. Mm-hmm. And, like, that has no concern to her whatsoever. Like, she didn't care about that. <laughs> I had the voice of Sterling Archer in my head referring to them as her Fiacci knockoffs. <laughs> nice. yeah. I did love that his first concern was, look, I, like, do you want me to go get you some clothes? Is that a thing? Do I need to do this? Good man. That's right. Good, good Peter Parker. Um, yeah, but anyway, this goes. this one goes beyond that. Uh, they get their next job. They do. On a riverboat. <laughs> I was very excited okay. when they said riverboat. I want you to know. Yeah? Yeah. Especially since it was on the Mississippi. I don't know why that made it better, but it did. But man, could they have gotten any more right-wing video games to put on that riverboat? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Halt the mutant threat. <laughs> Thanks. As someone who's existed on Twitter this weekend, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's Boy, true. Well, yeah, fair enough. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Twitter's I, gross. I, you know what? I really like Amadeus hanging out with her, though. Amadeus was fun here. That's what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, because he, he kind of doesn't know how he fits in with this group. And I like that. I, I want to know why she trusts him so much. Like, is it just from the the Weapon X stuff? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. I I, I do like when the muggers uh when the muggers come at him in the thing and like Amadeus is down on the ground <laughs> and, and the, they're <laughs> threatening her and Amadeus like doesn't even bother getting up. He's like. Oh, man, you guys just made the worst mistake. <laughs> you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> He's like, I don't even have to get up. Like, knowing that he is Hulk, right? Right. And knowing that he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to sit here on the ground because I don't even have to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty adorable. Fun. It is. Mm-hmm. I dig this book. Everybody go get this book. Do it. Yeah, it, it's beautiful, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's killing me. Yeah. We do find out, we do find out the, the kind of the recurring villains that we were introduced to the first one, like what the reason for them doing all this is. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. It is a uh, uh, villainy inspired by a share song, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Noise. Deadpool has Celine Dion. Domino has share. 
And last issue, we got Dazzler. How about that? That's true. She was you got Dazzler in this one, too. Yeah. Very Bowie. Oh, there you go. Yeah. She looked a go. lot like Fair. Lucifer. It's kind of nice. Oh. Hashtag save oh. Lucifer. Different Lucifer, but yes. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah. Uh, Hunt for Wolverine, the Adamantium Agenda, number one. So I was not excited about this one. Just because I'm like, every Wolverine is better than that Wolverine. Stop looking for Wolverine. Just stop. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> exactly. Stop trying to make it a thing. It's not going to be a thing. Um, But this was a real damn good book. This team up. Is pretty choice. I mean, so who's in this one? Uh, it's the New Avengers. It's Luke Cage and Spider Man and Jessica Jones and Tony Iron Stark. Man. Yeah. All right. And uh, they Luke are and, Luke and Tony. That could be an interesting combination. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's it is the Bendisera New Avengers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this, I like that this is Tom Taylor writing and it grounds it in an event that happened while they were that team's roster in which they all made a promise to Wolverine that seems like simply boiled down to don't let anybody have my DNA. Don't let anybody touch my stuff. Don't share the Wolvie juice. (laughs) No. Mm-mm. And Alex made it weird. <laughs> it was bound to happen eventually. Uh, and you learn that there is some sort of auction going on for some superhero DNA. Everyone assumes because Wolverine's corpse is missing that it is in fact his. And they go to investigate. And in I guess his. spoilers <laughs> for the last page of this. Because Brian didn't read it. And I very much want Brian to know whose DNA it is. Spoilers. Oh, shit. It's Danny it's Cages. <laughs> oh. Danny? Yeah, yeah, they got Luke and Jessica's daughter's DNA somehow. Probably like an old diaper or something. That's so gross. Uh, but, I mean, the easiest way to do it would be just mm. grab an old diaper. Yeah. Yeah. True. Well, knowing knowing what her future holds for her, can't blame them for trying, no. though, I guess. This also takes place on a boat. It does. I, I imagine it won't take place much longer on a boat after no. after the two of them are done uh, dealing with that, though. No. Oh, and this isn't a boat. It's a submarine. It's an underwater boat. Is it yellow? No. That would be cool, though. No, the, the best parts of this do take place on a boat, though. All of Tony and Peter quipping back and forth. It's good, good stuff. It is very good stuff. And Peter putting on a mask over his mask. That's good, good stuff, too. Yes. <laughs> Peter putting on a mask that looked a lot di- a lot like that character from uh, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yes. I actually had to pull up Crash Bandicoot art to make sure that it was not specifically the Tiki guy from that. I'm pretty sure it was the Tiki face from the Tiki room. Oh, was it? Okay. I'm pretty I sure. Went to, I went to Crash Bandicoot. Like from the Enchanted Tiki room? Yeah. In the tiki 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 yeah. room. In the yeah, that t- tiki, that tiki, tiki room. Tiki, tiki, yeah. tiki room. All right, I got a drink. <laughs> ah, the birds sing words and the flowers bloom in the tiki 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 room. 
that's it. Yep. Love. I love the Tiki. Uh, I didn't read this, so I don't. Was it good? Yeah, this was very good. Okay. I like how I think it was a couple of months ago we were talking about solicitations, and Brian says, "Oh, I'm so mad. There are all these Wolverine crossovers. I have to buy and read them all. I don't want to, but I'm going to." And I said, "Don't. I'm not." And Brian listened to me, and I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still shocked back, that like you have I been getting everything. I the backlogger. <laughs> you didn't backlog me so much as I guess the universe tends toward a bla- backlog. And since I couldn't backlog you, this is my curse. If I can't make someone else read it, I have to read it myself. It's a reversal. It's like the Silver Age version of the backlog. (laughs) Nice. Okay. uh, Anything else on Adamantium Agenda? Nope. It's good. I like it. Go get it. Duh. Uh, Flash number 46. I wanted to talk about briefly here because this does... Some cool things, but one thing in particular that I thought was really, really cool. We see interactions between Reverse Flash and Zoom. Mm-hmm. Between Earbard Thon and... Uh, 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 Zolomon. Yeah, Hunter Zolomon. Uh, yeah. And we learn that while everything else has been going on, the two of them have been hanging out in the future, like making plans together, like trying to solve each other's problems. And what I really like from this relationship as it's established, and this is all narrated by Zolomon, it kind of establishes, it even says at one point, I would never tell Thon this, but he's so much like Wally. And then you realize, well, Zolomon's kind of the berry to, it's how much they're like, huh. not their rivals, but the other. The others, huh. yeah. And I don't know if that's, a beat that's ever really been explored in a Flash comic before easily could have, but it's certainly the first time I've heard it phrased that way or framed that way. And I thought that was a super cool way to contextualize them as like the dark image, not of their own rival, but of the, of the wrong flash. Right. Yeah. And, and it works as a metaphor. Yeah, very definitely. Um, and then, so th- it really does, it's a little odd, obviously, because they're in the future. So, you know, time is kind of a weird They're in the thing future, in but their past is the past of the series relative to what we've read. Right. Exactly. So, for instance, Eobard gets fed up and takes off to go do, quote, do something, right? Like, yeah, I can't just stand, hang around. And... We find out that's the callback to and when he shows up in the button with the Flash and Batman. Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. And that's, yes. that becomes the inciting incident for Hunter to stop being so methodical and patient. Because that's the big tension between the two is Hunter Zolom says, no, we can take our time, plan this all out, and make both Barry and Wally better the way we want. While Thon says, no, you can't do that you just have to destroy them you have to ruin their lives that's all you can do right like you're not going to change them the way we want and thon's death for hunter zolomon is this galvanizing moment that says okay he was right i can't make them better all i can do is crush them time to start the flash war oh no yeah 
And uh, we get the, the big zoom eye. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like, there's always been something very unique about his, his eye yeah. covers. And, yeah. They've got that kind of almost, like, a negative viewpoint. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Or, or yeah. coloration to them. That like, variant oh shit, that was here we go. tight on his mask was oh. really cool. Okay, uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take just a second and say that DC, starting with this month, has done this thing with their variant covers. Yeah, the Virgin don't variants ha- don't have logos on them. They're basically Virgin variants. They just have like the barcode in the bottom, and like they'll have just letter small letters that say like the title and issue number and stuff. Yeah, the creator's name. They are gorgeous. Yeah, like almost all of them are the versions that I've been getting because they're beautiful. Yeah. And it seems like as they've done this, they've made they've made an effort to get almost more painterly yeah. uh, uh, artists or artists who have really detailed styles to to cover the 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 variant specifically uh, to kind of cash in on that sort of art focus. Uh, but yeah, they're super cool. I agree. Yeah, good job, DC, though, because they're beautiful. Yeah. I like them. Uh, hey, I, like, Jim, I like this Flash issue, too, though. This Flash issue was also very good. I'm super excited for yeah. Flash War. Me, too. Hey, Jen. Hey. Tell me about Maestro's number five. Man, this is another one that you got me started on and then just fucking stopped reading. <laughs> I said from the beginning it was something I was going to do in trade after the first issue. I'm sorry. It's, it's all good. It was very it's good, true. though. I look forward to that trade. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you do. Because it's so good. And I have no idea where it's going from here. So this was the end of an arc. But somehow not the end of the story. And if you read it, you'll understand why I'm confused. Um, You have the, the maestro, Will, who is... God, I don't want to say anything because of all the spoilers. Who's fighting a demon, amongst other things. Trying to keep control of the realm that he is now the king of, pretty much. I'm just gonna gonna interject. When you say amongst other things, I, uh, having read the first issue, assume one of those other things is some sort of sentient magic STI. Probably, honestly. Yeah, that yeah. just seems there, about there right. There are more dicks to come. <laughs> um, when you keep reading, how yeah, how no, is kind of how is the dick? to page ratio compared to uh deathbed oh my god it is so much lower (laughs) so very much and there's still a few dicks in this but deathbed wins well there are roman bathhouses that had fewer dicks in them (laughs) truth but that's like truth though um but yeah and it's just been like Super fucking good. I don't even know what all I want to talk about just to say that, like, if you're not reading this, please get the trade. Please get the trade and talk to me about it. Because <laughs> it's so good. And I'm Will so confused. Do. And everything is so good. Yeah. I can't wait. I mean, I can. Clearly I have. But good. I'm excited for it. And also that demon fashion, though. I need yeah. some shoes out of this book. Again, not the shoes with the faces or the, the, no, the nipple fringe. no, no. No, 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 but they are hooves. Oh, I, th- I figured it was demon skin boots. But... 
You know, normally when we record and we're all sitting around a table, this we doesn't sh- happen, but Brian has gone full Jeff Goldblum just lounging <laughs> in his closet floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting um, <laughs> like I'm sitting I'm having to sit on the floor which is not good for me so like I'm having to shift and like at this point yeah I'm trying to lay down for a few minutes and then I'll sit back <laughs> up and then oh <laughs> he's just sliding out of the frame <laughs> uh hey let's talk about barrier number one and two we kind of oh, got this was both a- of these this week one was available for free on free comic book day, and also you could buy a like higher paper quality version of uh, on Wednesday. And then number two was out this past Wednesday as well. This is Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin uh, with Munza Vicente on colors. And this is one of their panel syndicate books. I think we might have talked about very briefly once, I think we might have talked about The Private Eye on here before. Um, this is the same kind of idea. These were, Barrier and Private Eye were both originally published at panelsyndicate.com. They were pay what you want. Uh, right. There are still new books from the three of them, as well as others, coming out. Uh, pay what you want on Panel Syndicate. This is going to be like the one print release of this book. It's not going to get a trade. It's just going to get single issues. Um, and it is told from the perspective of a woman living in a border town in the U.S. Uh, who has dead horses start showing up on her property and is trying to figure out what's going on. Is it people coming across the border? Is it drug cartels? What she can do? What can she do to stop it? At the same time, you see a man coming into the U.S. Uh, with some others who are being smuggled in by by coyotes uh which the thing that is really fantastic about this book and on that note is it is not it treats each of the stories as its own separate thing it gives fair time to both in a way that it's very humanizing um it helps that the woman in the u.s is not just you know some horrible racist monster in the first place that she's Nope. Concerned with her own well-being and her property's well-being. Um, and does have, you know, dead horses showing up. Uh, she's got reasonable cause to actually be alarmed and isn't just being... No, like, she's she doesn't like them because they're, she thinks it's the drug cartel and she doesn't right. like drug cartels and what they do, not because they're Mexican or anything exactly. else. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and eventually their, cross, their paths cross as he winds up on her property and then the aliens show up and abduct them both. (laughs) Yes. There's a couple of, there's two, I would say probably two really cool things about this um, that are, you know, very, very different. One is in the story itself and, and, and the writing half of about, and I say about half, it's not like it, page count or whatever, but like half of the story takes place in Spanish and half of it takes place in English. That's really cool. Like to the point where when they're on the ship together, there's still no like universal translator that kicks in. It's no, they have to figure out how to communicate with each other because suddenly, okay, well we've been abducted by aliens. It's probably not either of our fault. And uh, lady, you are now naked here. Why don't you take this coat? You look cold. 
Nice. Now, as someone who speaks no Spanish, like, you know, I know like some colors and, you know, some real basic words. Um, I definitely could not read this, but I could get a general feel for what was going on. And that was really, really cool. I probably got about 80% of the Spanish. Yeah. Um, the reason I mentioned, mentioned it being, again, I think a really good treatment when I mentioned coyotes is there's this whole conversation that happens that will be news to brian about mm -hmm. from the coyotes perspectives why they're called coyotes and what that means and it's like look they view us like dogs they view us as animals that's why they call us this we're nothing but livestock to them uh which is why i hesitated even as i said even though that's the word we offer because the, the book gets into that it gets into uh through the dehumanization that comes with being viewed as alien, as not a person, as all of that, which is important because then again, literal fucking aliens show up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. You realize the reason there are dead horses is because they got caught in the tractor beam. Yeah. 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 Uh, the other thing I said, there were two things. The other is the format, the physical difference in this book. Um, so since this was originally released and written for the web, it is a landscape, you know, wide, kind of widescreen type format yeah. was how it was written and drawn. And so they presented the comic book that way. It's taller than a normal, like if you stand it up with the binding on yeah. the left side, it's taller than a normal comic yeah, book. Like half an inch. Um, yeah. And the whole thing is landscape. Like, you take it and you flip it up to read it. Um, this is not something I would want every comic book to do by any stretch of the imagination. But for this, it's really, really cool. And there are a few panels where it really has a striking impact, yeah, I think. I actually tend to usually be very against horizontal comics. Right. Because usually, all right, you're writing them for the medium. If you're going to turn it 90 degrees, you're doing it for your own amusement. Because right. this was originally presented in a different physical, like, not medium, but comics is right. through a different platform, a different kind of comic other than print comic. It doesn't bother me so much because it is truly written for that layout. It's not, it's not even like a... Uh, like a comicsology first, where you'll see those reprinted and they just stack the pages, stack the panels yes. into a page. They couldn't right. really do that here if they wanted either and preserve no. the storytelling. So it no. it's earned here. It it is like there's a there's one in particular. I think it's the introduction we get to Liddy, who's the female character, where she's like in the middle and it's this big wide shot with like this landscape on either side of her, and it just looks really really yeah. cool. And they do cool things with spacing as the two of them get closer to each other, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which, again, could be done in a print comic in the first place, but having that wide screen, I think, gave them more room to actually do that in an effective way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if we didn't mention it, this is going to be five issues. Yes, and it's also and coming I out think weekly. It's, and it's weekly from here on out, yeah. so yeah. It'll wrap up by the time May's over. All right, you guys know what time it is? Is it still good? Oh, okay. I was like, no. Uh, yeah, about 7.45. <laughs> hey, funny that. Hey, Brian, Detective Comics number 980. 
Um, <laughs> Detective Comics number 980. We find out uh, exactly how Cass and Stephanie would react to find to knowing what was stolen from them in from the new 52 and and era right before that yeah uh eternity girl number three is a hell of a thing to read on pharmaceuticals (laughs) does it make more sense that way well let's let's see if i can put it into a sentence all of reality is in danger because no i'm still i still can't explain it it's very good though <laughs> it is good one of the natural forces of the universe has gone has been killed so now the universe might be able to be destroyed oh snap yeah uh, Immortal Men, number two. It wasn't fucking Vandal Savage, I told you so. <laughs> You're right, it was not. Eternity Girl, number th- no, we already did that one. Scroll down, Alex. <laughs> I have more screens than I usually do. New Superman and the Justice League of China, 23. Brian, I also might still be on some of those pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <laughs> um... We have a resolution to drag the Dragon Sun debacle with Korea and um, New Superman finally fully realizes all of his powers. Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 22, Brian. Um, <laughs> why, why the Clark Kent disguise for Bizarro doesn't quite work. Sideways number four. Uh, damn it! What did we decide? Derek. Derek. Something. Derek. Derek. It's always uh, Derek. Always Derek. Uh, Derek has another questionable go at fighting villains, and then meets an unlikely ally who wants to train him. Side. <laughs> Sideways, that was already sideways. Wonder Woman 46, Brian. Uh, We have a new arc starting where everyone who is tenuous in their beliefs or questioning their beliefs about their gods, whatever those gods may be, um, might find a new answer. Isola number two, Dan. Mm, this is the first one I read, so I'm having trouble remembering what happened. Animals and pretty colors and beautiful art. Yes. Beautiful. Scary wolves. And is the queen tiger lady going to stick to the plan? Who knows? Exiles number three. We meet the newest ship in comic books, Valkyrie and Becky Barnes. As well as the most chill Namor ever. Oh my god. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Somehow still sleazier. But the most chill. Still no shirt. Still no shirt. Where's Jean Grey when you need her? Uh-huh. 
Hey, Brian. New Mutants, Dead <laughs> Souls, number three. Um. Boom, boom on a plane. Oh, no. Something, something Mile High Club? Oh, hey. Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man, number 304, Jin. Peter fuck shit up. Imagine that. Runaways, number nine, Brian. Chase. Chase and the Doombot should be a permanent team up. Spider-Man. And... Oh, wait, wait. I'm getting my and in. <laughs> and... These are your rules, um, Alex. Come on. Julie Powers develops a... Or uh, discovers a... New appreciation for cupcakes. Oh. Oh, my. Spider-Man Deadpool, number 32, Jen. Mm. They're old men again. Yeah. I like the old. I have never wanted to cry so much during a Deadpool book. Oh, wait, yes, I have. Did I skip Despicable Deadpool? Despicable Deadpool number 300, Jen. Oh my god. Yeah, there we go. Oh yes, I have. Um, The end of Jerry Duggan's run on Deadpool. Also, he pulls a, a Grant Morrison. Oh, nice. Yeah. Star Wars Thrawn number four, Brian. Um, Thrawn and his ensign uh, uh, attache get a much deserved promotion and Thrawn continues to exploit loopholes and exact wording to his benefit. Also, I failed to mark you had wanted to talk about Star Wars Darth Vader 16, so uh, Star Wars Darth Vader 16. Um, you can break format Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, We knowing which this is this is not news, but knowing that the Inquisitors are former turned Jedi's um, allows the Jedi Master they're hunting to exploit a flaw in their thinking. A metaphorical ventilation shaft, if you will. Uh, let's just say uh, some pre-programming. All right, last one. Jin, Sea of Thieves, number three. Hmm. Both teams duke it out for the right to follow the map to treasure. And oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Called shot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Long box book report. It's the long box book report. Long box. Yay. Uh, yeah. So I I got more fucking Lobo. Imagine that. Um, Wait, Lobo was fucking in this one. I mean, how do you think his daughter shows up in Teen Titans? Right. That's all I'm go. saying. Like everybody, come on, come on, everybody. They posted all those damn articles. How does Lobo have a daughter? I'm like, <laughs> what? Lobo Fox. Yeah. How would he not a have a dog? He might have more than one. One would he assume he does. Just, 
You know it would be the funniest thing to me? If they reveal that he reproduces through budding. Uh-huh. He doesn't even get to enjoy it. He just... Yeah. <laughs> yep. He just molts. Molting has nothing to do with it, but you get the point. It's like spores. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I got Lobo... You Lobo spores! Gross. So gross. That's so gross. Let's stop. Alright. I got Lobo's back number one from 1992. Some Keith Giffen stuff right here. Um, and there's a lot of fun activity pages in the very beginning. Um, some connect the dots. Some coloring pages. It's actually pretty fun. Uh, but I started reading this and I was like, what the fuck? I've already read this one. I read this and this one, the Comic-Con one? Because it starts out exactly the same way. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the same first page. Pretty sure. <laughs> Um, Maybe. But then it changes a little, so it's fine, really. He starts ripping people's arms off because he can't get to the ATM fast enough. Um, uh, let's see. He goes to see Ramona again. again. It's the same thing. It's the same damn book. But then he um he becomes one of her... People who hunt down bounty not not it's not really a bounty hunter because he can't really kill people, but he's getting people who owe her money, I guess. Um, Collect yeah. collection guy. Yeah. Uh, and he goes to this planet where he killed her last collection guy without realizing it, and is hunting this dude named Lou. And let me tell you something, I was a little pissed off because there's a whole three pages of rhyming. <laughs> not cool not cool my main man so if this was basically the same as the convention special were the butts also the same there really aren't that many good butts Aww. yeah so yes <laughs> uh but yeah anyway he finds lou and they have the craziest of fights and lou kills him Dead. I bet he gets better. He probably does. Something yeah. tells yeah. me it won't stick. Yeah, probably not. Lou has this little, like, parasitic brother growing out of him, and he, uh, he kind of shoots him. Oh, Voldemort. And okay. Fucking just obliterates his spine, <laughs> and he fall like, half of him just falls over. It's gross. So gross. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't for a Lobo book, you know what, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I expected everything in there. I do still want a Bite Me Fanboy denim vest. Yes. Like, real bad? Like, real bad. You should mm. do I it. I could rock that. Yeah. I totally could rock that. Fuck yeah. I expect you to be wearing one at our Momocon panel. Oh, shit. Okay. Really? No, no because you get back in town the night before. Right. Oh, n- n- yeah. Not unless you can find it in New York. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. Maybe that'll happen. Yeah. I don't know. I'll go to Midtown. What's up? Um, I don't have the die in front of me, so it's Brian's turn. What? No way! Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. I mean, it's that or I talk about some Swamp Thing again next week. No, I want to be here for Swamp Thing, damn it. <laughs> okay, fine, okay, it's so, Brian's turn. So, how am I going to get a book? Mm. 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 Shut up. Jen? Okay, well, no, here's what we're going to do. Jen, go draw a book for me right now. I have to take off, like, 57 pairs of headphones. Hold on. (laughs) 
Talk about rocks. Okay, good. Uh, good. Now that she's gone. Yeah, now that no, she's sir. gone, I can talk no, about rocks. No, sir. <laughs> well, I was going to say we'll talk about rocks. God, Jen. <laughs> Igneous rocks, metamorphic rocks, fried rocks, Szechuan rock. rocks. <laughs> hot rocks. Ooh. Mm. Some good, good hot rocks. So, Brian, when you need uh, rocks, where do you go? I always go to Rock Gonzarelli, Ackworth, Georgia. It's the place to go for rocks. Uh, I saw over the weekend on their social media, I believe on Facebook, Twitter, Face, Insta, one of them. I think I saw it on Facebook. Facebook? Yes. Uh these rocks carved to look like eggs hatching various creatures, one of which was this green rock that looked like it was hatching up. Uh, I guess if it's a baby Godzilla, really, it's a Godzuki. <laughs> oh, on, on Rock Hounds and Relics Trading Co.'s Instagram? Oh, was it their Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere on the social media. So we were right. Yeah, it was reposted yeah. from that. Cool. They're so cool. They are very nice. cool. Nice. <laughs> There's a little purple one, too. It's like, it's super tiny. It's like the size of a quarter. All right, what'd I get, Jen? You got, have fun finding this if you were going to look for it on Comixology or something. Flaming Carrot Comics. Oh, Flaming Carrot, yeah. Number 25. Flaming Carrot number 25. This is where Brian reaches off panel and pulls out his copy of it. (laughs) (laughs) That would surprise me. I'm like, I'm trying no. not to get glare. I have to, go, I have to go into a completely different room to do that. <laughs> oh, oh my. All right, well. Oh, it says it has trading cards inside. I'm going to get those real quick. Do we want to? Hey, Mike's probably, Mike's probably got that sealed as a collector's item, man. You can't be taking the I card. mean, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you put it in here, all right? Well, do we want to put this one to bed? Yes. All right. Thank you, listeners at home, for putting up with this weird episode. But uh, it's how it's how we had to do. Uh, we will be back next week with a guest in Jin's seat. Sorry. I got to go to work. Yeah. And then the week after that, we will be live at Momocon. Live yeah. at Momocon. May Come 26th, 530. Um, it, Come see us. Great way to spend gonna, a Saturday. If you're not going to be there, if you're not going to be at Momocon, if you're not going to come see our show, what's wrong with you, A? I mean, B, you might not live in the area. Shh, that's not the point. That's not the point. B, uh, send us questions, and we'll read them in front of everyone who comes. Hey, I had a note about that in like four points. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. I, I can't cool. see your notes. <laughs> I know. Uh, if you want to send us questions, I'll say this. I'm not going to guarantee that Every question we get gets read, or even if it's the only one, maybe maybe not. It all depends if there's something we feel like we actually have to say about it. Uh, but send us questions. If no, I will them. read your question. I okay. will do that thing. Jen will answer anything. I will. I'll do it. it it's Jen's AMA. All right. That's right. com slash questions. Go do Just, that thing. Yep. Yeah. Go put in questions there. Yeah. And then come see us live. Yes, and if you're going to be there, when you submit the question, just mention to us that you will yeah. be there so that we 
No. So we can call you out. You. Yes. <laughs> and embarrass you like we embarrass ourselves no. every week. <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, no, we won't do that thing. We'll embarrass you less than we embarrass Brian every week. We might give you a high five, though. Yeah. That could be. We'd like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We are available on your podcatching platform of choice, as well as on our website, panelologypodcast.com. If you would be so kind as to share us with a friend or rate us and review us, we appreciate that and that helps us out. Uh, If you've done those things and or would like to throw a little scratch our way, you can do that at patreon.com slash panelology. Uh, anyone else got anything else? Um, we have more announcements coming very, very soon. Yes. We can say that there are announcements, and that is all that we can say. <laughs> Go read comics, because there's a lot of good there's ones. There's a lot. Yes. So many good comics. And then come talk with us about them. Do it. Yeah, because we like it. Yes. Okay, I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian.